Hello everyone, pull up a seat and let's have a chat. Welcome to the Sitting With E podcast. Hello, hello, all of you beautiful, incredible people. Let's jump right into today's episode. I want to talk about becoming your own favorite person. As someone who used to hate themselves, I feel as though I've earned the right to speak on this topic. Not saying we all don't struggle with loving ourselves or even liking ourselves for that matter. I know it's something the vast majority of us battle with. I'm saying this as someone who almost took her own life because I hated myself so much. Heavy, I know, but that was my reality for years. And to be where I am now, especially with the relationship I have with myself, holy shit have I come so fucking far. I want to preface all of this by saying, if you are listening to this because you want some profound life hack that is going to instantly and completely make you love yourself overnight, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. There is no such thing that exists. And while I'm on this topic, if someone tries to tell you, oh my God, this is so easy. I manifested loving myself overnight. Run. Because this shit is the longest relationship you will ever have with anyone in your life. And like any healthy, loving, stable relationship you have, it takes time to cultivate and build. It's not going to happen overnight, in a week, or a month. And that may not be what you want to hear, but that is the reality of it. With that being said, I'm actually going to share something with you guys. I am working on something involving learning to love yourself. I am quite literally pouring my heart and soul into this. This is the first time I've ever said it publicly, so I'm not going to go into crazy detail because it is still in the works. Just know that something is coming, and I am so freaking excited to share it with you guys. Now, back to what we all came here for. Being able to cultivate a stable, secure, compassionate relationship with yourself is something that I believe is a fundamental part in becoming whole with not only yourself, but the other people you love in your life. We have all heard the saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. Loving yourself and loving others can go hand in hand with that saying. Why? Because if you are constantly pouring into everyone else around you that you love and never pouring that love into yourself, not only will it lead to burnout and drain you, you'll probably begin to harbor some resentment towards these people and maybe even begin to pull away from them or shut down because you're constantly pouring from an empty cup. Filling your own cup is super important here. You can't always rely on others to fill your love cup because they won't always be able to. Solely relying on others to feel loved is setting yourself up for failure. Some ways to help you do that are setting your own boundaries and sticking to them. Boundaries are our saving grace when it comes to self-love and self-respect. And yes, I do understand that setting and sticking to them is extremely hard, especially at the beginning. So be patient with yourself. Start small, like saying no to someone without giving an elaborate reason as to why you're saying no. I specifically say without giving a reason because you do not have to give people reasons when it comes to saying no. We've been conditioned to believe that we have to justify our reasoning for not wanting to do something, but we don't. If you do not want to do something, you have every single right to say no without giving a reason for it. Remember that. And if at first, that's too hard because I get it. This shit isn't easy. You can say no and give the reason for personal reasons. For example, 
If someone asks you to do something, but you're really overwhelmed right now, have a lot on your plate and just don't have the capabilities for it, say for personal reasons, I can't right now and leave it at that. The people who are truly your people won't be upset with you or push you. They will understand. And the people who don't may not be your people because the people that are for you respect your boundaries when you establish them. This example can be put into countless different scenarios. Speaking from experience, I've done this when someone was pushing my boundaries around always answering my phone. Weird, I know, but it was something that I deeply struggled with until one day I got so fed up, I just stopped answering. And when I was asked about it, all I said was, for personal reasons, I'm not available. Did they push back and try to get more out of me and shame me for setting that boundary? Fuck yes. But... I stuck to what I said regardless of how uncomfortable it was or how they made me feel because I knew it was the best choice for me. Find the boundaries that work best for you and your life, establish them, and stick to them. No matter how uncomfortable you get because you will get uncomfy at times or how much someone else pushes because by standing your ground, you are showing them how to treat you, love you, and respect you. If this is new to you, the whole boundary setting thing, that's okay. With time, it will get easier. I do want to say this. When I finally began to establish real boundaries in my life for the first time, I would get so angry when people wouldn't respect them. I'm talking, I have literally said, fuck you, you aren't respecting my boundaries right now to people. Actually, if we're being frank, I screamed it in their face, to be exact. For me, when I started becoming my own favorite person, boundaries played a pivotal role. And when those boundaries that I was newly creating were pushed, I would freak out. Mainly because it was bringing light to a lot of situations that did not serve me and people that clearly had no respect for me. And that made me mad. It deeply began to trigger me because for the first time, I was seeing people in my life in a whole different way than I ever had before. I started to acknowledge that some of these situations and people were no longer for me, which was scary because these circumstances, environments, and people were my life. They were comfortable for me. And the idea of letting that go can be debilitating. I say this because if you, like me, begin to get upset or angered by others pushing back, it's understandable. You are beginning to build a long-lasting one-on-one relationship with you. And that means not everyone in your life gets to stay. Because when we finally begin setting real boundaries and sticking to them, many people and situations begin to fall away. And that can be hurtful. So something I cannot stress enough during this time, be compassionate and be patient with yourself. Having a relationship with yourself is the foundation of any relationship we have in our lives, whether it be with a significant other, family member, friend, or coworker. The relationship you have with you sets the standards for these other relationships because we teach others how to treat us by how we treat ourselves. If you treat yourself like shit, the people in your life will most likely do the same. They might not consciously mean to, but we send everyone around us signals constantly about the treatment we will allow, and they take note of that, whether it be on a conscious or subconscious level. This brings me into speaking kindly about yourself and to yourself. We all know that inner critic we have living rent-free in our heads that never seems to let us forget our shame, embarrassment, 
or shortcomings. This voice, while there to protect us, yes, if you didn't know, that voice we hear running rampant in our heads sometimes is our ego, and its whole purpose is to protect us from perceived threats. It may do so in some obscene ways, but that is essentially what it is doing. But it can be the most critical person you know, which is why speaking kindly to and about yourself is an important layer in becoming your own favorite person. Being able to shift that inner protector from shitty to supportive is a key component. Our brains are hardwired to always see the worst when it comes to any situation, which is why it is so easy for us to speak unkindly to ourselves because we are literally wired that way. When we allow our inner voice to win by believing everything it says to be true, we're setting the bar for how we allow others to speak to us because it can be viewed as, oh, well, I've said worse to myself, so it's okay that I'm being spoken to this way. When obviously it's not. We just convince ourselves of this because speaking poorly to ourselves has become our quote unquote normal. We can work on negating this by actively choosing to interrupt our inner critic in its tracks when it starts to act up. Try exchanging a negative thought for a positive one. Sounds simple as fuck, I know, but as we are aware, it's harder to do and believe than it sounds. When you start to hear that little familiar voice in your head chime into your day-to-day life, catch yourself. Hear what it is saying and questioned it. Why did it just jump to this conclusion? Why is it bringing up this feeling or past experience? Then, once you've questioned yourself and it, show yourself compassion by speaking kindly to yourself. Give yourself a break. We are exceedingly harder on ourselves than anyone else. We have been made to believe that it is an acceptable relationship to have with ourselves when it isn't. When we continuously speak down to ourselves, we then begin to believe what is being said. Once you hear something enough, you start to put truth behind it, even when it is the furthest thing from factual. Once we have the belief that these lies are real, others around us can assume that because we treat ourselves in this way that we will tolerate it from them. Setting a standard for the relationship that since we don't respect ourselves, they don't have to either. Catching yourself in this pattern, questioning the words that are being spoken, and making it a point to change them into something loving, over time, reframes our thoughts around ourselves. Once we begin reframing those thoughts enough, the negative ones begin to show up less and less, which then drops the curtain around how we tolerate others' treatment of us. Being kinder to yourself teaches others to be kinder to you as well. Lastly, I want to talk about one of the most uncomfy, at least for me it was, aspects that helped me become my favorite company. Spending time with myself. How others become our favorite people is how we become our own favorite person. And one very important part of that is doing things with yourself by yourself. Sounds a bit scary, I know, but stay with me. By doing things you enjoy doing and doing them alone, you get more comfortable with yourself. At first, it will be awkward. You will get in your own head about it. The first few times, you'll spend the entire time scrolling on your phone, trying to feel less uncomfortable about the fact that you are doing whatever it is you have chosen to do by yourself. You'll think people are staring and judging you for being alone, And I'm going to tell you a little secret about this one. 
No one is paying as much attention to you as you think that they are. And that is a fact. We obsess so much about ourselves that we convince ourselves that everyone else is too. When they are just as obsessed with their own thoughts and lives as you are about yours. We use this as an excuse to not do things out of fear of being judged by others when in actuality, we are the ones judging ourselves so much more than anyone else. So when inevitably you begin to get in your own head, when out by yourself that others are staring and judging, remember that no one cares as much as you are making yourself think that they do. Doing things alone is scary. I am not going to lie to you. It is awkward and uncomfortable and you will not know what to do with yourself at first. But it gets easier with practice just like everything else. When I first started doing things alone, like going to dinner by myself, solo traveling, seeing concerts or live music, I felt so uncomfy. I would be on my phone the entire time because I didn't want to make eye contact with anyone. I was paranoid and I wanted to literally crawl out of my own skin. Even though, but even though I was feeling all of these feelings, I continued to push through because I knew it would get better. I knew that there was growth in the discomfort I felt. I persevered because building this relationship with me was more important than how my ego was making me feel in the moment. I am not saying that all of these feelings will go away forever when you begin getting better at spending time alone because truth be told, they won't fully. I still struggle when I do things alone sometimes, but they will get easier to manage. We all wait for others to want to do things that we want to do because we are scared to do them alone. I am here to tell you that facing that fear will allow you to fully live your life. Stop waiting for other people to do the things that you want to do because if you don't, you may never do them. And I don't know about you, but that is not something I am willing to sacrifice. There are other things that came into play when I wholeheartedly became the person I love the most and it will most likely be the same for you. These to me were just some of the hardest and most important for building that solid foundation. Like I have stated multiple times now, this won't be easy, but by no means does that mean it won't be worth it because it absolutely will be. Being able to build a healthy, loving, secure relationship with yourself is one of the most important things that you can do and debatably the most important. We are our own lifelong partners and that relationship deserves to be watered and cherished. Thank you so much for listening to the Sitting With E podcast. I love you guys more than you know. I hope you enjoyed this episode and we will talk soon.